Billy got picked on at school for things he couldn't change. He tried his best to play it cool, but in the seventh grade, you either fit right in or you don't fit. That's just the cold hard truth. I wish that I'd have been the friend that Billy never knew. I think it's time to come together. You and I can make a change. Maybe we can make a difference, make the world a better place. Look around and love somebody. We've been hateful long enough. Let the good Lord reunite us to this country that he loves. Undivided. Yup. Welcome back. Top of the second hour of today's Road Warrior Radio broadcast this Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. Again, as I said in the first hour, uh, if you appreciate the content that RBM puts out, please support the network. It's uh, RBN exists because of listener support. I'll just say that. And to those who have and do support the network obviously thank you because without your help rbn would not exist there is no ford foundation grant um also i should mention and i have been remiss in doing that um aman jabi is scheduled to be on this broadcast this friday should be interesting i hope to engage in i mean i know he has a presentation that he usually does but um, I hope we can talk about some some of the finer points of those things. Um, if you have questions or you know suggestions to that end, feel free to call in and make them or email me, and I'll try to be more responsive. Rhonda, you're you're still on uh, the call, and you said you know have you seen my email? I hadn't seen it, so I will make a point to be more responsive to that anyway um so there's that now we're talking about you know kind of a it's a it's a broader discussion but we're focusing on this guy vivek ramaswamy who is a first generation american born you know first first generation american born his parents immigrated um to america from india and you know he has been very successful in business, graduated from Harvard College, summa cum laude, um, Phi Beta Kappa, which is interesting. More to say on that. Um, but, you know, 37 years old, says, I'm going to run for president and um, has been involved in some things that definitely raise eyebrows in this neck of the woods, this you know, discussion circle, if you will, RBN. Folks that listen to this network might see him and go, hmm, that's interesting. So we're talking about that. You and I are talking about that. And I'm as cynical and skeptical as anyone, I would say, but I want to be hopeful and give someone the benefit of the doubt. You know, it would be a shame to be wrong and to vilify someone uh, unjustly. Especially yeah, when that's why I said, uh, look at the individual, not the group, because yeah. I've had really bad experiences with Indi- people from India and the medical establishment. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying, you know. Um, not that they, um, who would be more likely to kill your relative, a 
another another American uh, or uh, someone from a foreign country. And I'm not saying that's what happened. It, you know, you have to look at the motive. But if yeah. um, if somebody says, okay, we need to wipe them out, how are they going to do that? They're going to do it with foreigners because I know I, I, I couldn't kill anybody, but I especially couldn't kill a fellow American. doesn't matter what color they are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So let me get let me get back to before we drift away. I don't mean to hijack your point there, but I want to get back to the question of the little G gods, basically. And just sort of unpack this thing. You know, John in Tennessee, before he passed away, we had a conversation last September and uh, an off-air phone conversation. And he was asking, uh, we were sort of talking about Psalm 82, 6. King James, I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. And John ten thirty four specifically, Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law, I said, ye are gods? And um, so, you know, as I recall the conversation, basically, you know, John was saying, I think this means something big, like something bigger than most of us are, um, feel like we're allowed to talk about in, in the Christian community, so to speak. And I said, I think it, I think it is big. And so I ruminated on it a little bit and then I wrote something and then I wrote something else as a result of that because of the Paul thing and because of some questions on this broadcast. So I wrote a piece back in September of last year, 2022, titled Sons of God. You can find it over at um, the Road Warrior Radio website, therwr.com. Um, and it's the September 19, 2022 post titled Sons of God. Then there was a companion piece uh, titled Authorship of Paul because of that controversy and uh, just kind of my two cents on it for whatever it's worth uh, that I published October 11, 2022. And I talked about that on the air at one point around the time that I wrote that. Just talking about this controversy and you know i i forget who it was that called in and said you know we we talked about the witnesses of paul's conversion and the damascus road thing and all of that anyway i don't want to get back into that but this idea of sons of god is an interesting concept and you know this is something that we see in uh mentioned in several passages and so in my piece I'm I'm asking the question, is there a difference? The question arises, I mean, you have all of these, you have Word of Faith people, New Apostolic Reformation, the um, Lucius, or the um, Abraham Hicks, um, uh, Rhonda Byrne, Law of Attraction, Secret, which, you know, these these other groups are not really that different. They're all kind of the same. But, you know, you have all of these groups... Which gets back to the point that, you know, Peter Burfine, for example, makes, speaking of um, Harold Bloom, talking about in the American religion, Harold Bloom wrote that most Christians, or most Americans, and Christians too, are closer to ancient Gnostics than early Christians. 
and they don't even realize it. So anyway, this idea of little gods, you got all these groups. You got the Rhonda Byrne Law of Attraction, Secret, Abraham Hicks, you know, to Kenneth Hagen and the and Kenneth Copeland. You know, even Wikipedia says these guys are saying, Hey, we're little gods. We're we're like a little god. So is there a is there a difference? Or a distinction? And if so, what is it? And there is a difference. And again, it's that question, who's in charge, who decides? Who decides that I am, you know, this is what I am? And the and the the answer for the Christian is the God of the Bible. You know, John one one twelve says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. That is a that is a that is a line in the sand. And um you know, there's more. Romans eight fourteen and nineteen. G, right? What's that? Hence the small G, not the large G. So, right, but what these guys are saying is something more along the lines, and this is what I wrote in my piece. Um, you know what the Kenneth Hagans and the Kenneth Copelands and the Rhonda Burns and these kinds of people are saying is something much more um, in accordance with Genesis, the the first deception, Genesis three, four, and five, and the serpent said unto the woman, "Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof." Then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. It's that. You will have the power to do it yourself, which again gets back to the Gnostic um, bent, which is exactly that. Who Who is in charge? Is it me that is making this happen, or is it the creator of heaven and earth, and me, and you, obviously? Is it him who's in charge, or is it me? Because if it's me... That's a Gnostic thing. That's all this other stuff. That's theosophical. That's satanic. That's Genesis 3, 4, and 5. If it's him who's saying that you get the opportunity to be grafted in and adopted as sons, heirs and joint heirs, that's, you know, that's a different thing. Yeah. But, you know, if it's me in charge, then it's the Psalm 2 impulse. It's usurpative. It's revolutionary. It's, you know, um, Saul Alinsky dedicating his book to the first radical, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's uh, interesting because you go, well, uh, so, you know, small g gods, and uh, I think every religion has a little bit of something that's interesting. And, you know, the talking about the uh, Hinduism, but, you know, and obviously focusing on that aspect of it, but um, who do you give credit to? You know, you don't want to be you don't want to be so uppity that you turn that small G into a large G, or try to. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So does that make sense? I mean, give credit to the Creator because He did it. You know, you're always talking about whose dirt is it? It's mine. You know what I mean? It's God's. I mean, you know what I mean? I'm not following you there. Okay. What do you what do you Well, okay, so you're saying that in the Bible it talks about the small G and you and John had a conversation about it. So he gives you the knowledge per se, you know what I mean? Like some what we should already know, but um 
to, you're not totally, I guess what I'm saying is, is you're not totally saying that that part of Hinduism is a bad thing, correct? It's in a roundabout way? No, what I'm saying is the fact that um, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is openly Hindu, it's not a secret, is not as much of, of a concern to me as folks who masquerade as something and are operating by a different impulse. Most Americans don't realize they're, they're well, let's just say most American Christians don't realize their Gnostic tendencies and proclivities. That would be a shocking realization to most Christians. And this whole listen to your heart and, you know, you can blah, blah, blah. You know, again, it's the question. It's the meta question. Who's in charge who decides? Who really is in charge? What if God said, you know what? Uh, you know, what if the Holy Spirit said to the average American Christian, can you, you know, do you love me more than this? Can you live without that? Can you, you know, are we willing to draw a hard line? Who's in charge? What is our loyalty and allegiance? And I think most Americans would, most American Christians would be surprised to realize that there's you know probably some idolatry in there that they don't see or perceive and mm -hmm. you know this gets back to the the amalgamation the the ecumenical amalgamation that is perhaps most uh representative of theosophy, that's what the theosophy is. It's, you know, as some people have written, it is a strange mixture of Eastern and Western religions, including but not limited to Egyptology, Hinduism, Sufism, Sikhism, Buddhism, Esoteric Judaism, that's the Kabbalah, Zohar, um, etc., etc. And mystic Christianity, which is an oxymoron. I would say uh, Esoteric Judaism and mystic Christianity are are um, oxymorons. Orthodox Judaism is redundant. Orthodox Christianity is redundant. But these are the these are the times we live in. So, yeah. So it's not to say. I mean, the guy. I'm sure he's got morals and values. He certainly sounds like it, and he knows he knows what's wrong with this world. And that is, <clears throat> you know, he wrote a book about wokeism and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so it's a couple not to of books. Yeah, yeah, he's, it's not to mm -hmm. say that he's not aware of these things that are just wrong <laughs> Yeah, on the face of them. Who's, so, who's writing that, though? Who's running for president who wrote Woke Inc. Inside Corporate America's Social Justice Scam? Who's running for president that wrote Nash, Nation of Victims, Identity Politics, The Death of Merit, and The Path Back to Excellence? That sounds good. I mean, it sounds it like his and parents raised him right, and they said... This is, in America, this is how you get ahead traditionally. And it sounds like he did that. And, you know, back to the conversation with Lark yesterday, I agree. There are some things, you know, the biotech stuff is a concern, but he's 37. How, how many of us had everything figured out at age 37? Definitely not yours truly. And um, so, you know, he seems to be having his own, you know, experience where he's um, 
delousing basically of this of of the nonsense and he's not afraid to come out and say this is not okay and he's inviting people to join him to say this is not okay this is not what it means to be american what it what he says it means to be what it means to be american i i uh don't have any qualms with yeah and i think he gets that excellence you know we can do better we can be better and all that i think that is uh again i just briefly glanced at it but maybe you can maybe you can talk about <clears throat> Hinduism a little bit on another broadcast and what that means. Mm-hmm. Sure, and you know, as far as that's concerned, maybe it's like the you know the eunuch and nobody's you know was was it Philip I think and the eunuch and you know maybe nobody's maybe he just hasn't read the gospel yet and nobody's been there when he says you know what what does the prophet mean when he says and is there any reason I can't be baptized now Nope, no reason. Maybe, well, yeah, you know, that you know, hasn't happened yet. Yeah, right now I'm sitting here, like, with very little knowledge about Hinduism. Um, you know, I might be getting my religions mixed up. You know, I'm thinking idolatry, but like you said, who, I mean, that kind of bleeds into the Christian realm as well, doesn't it? So, but yeah. my main concern with this one is, um, is he, is he able to be, I don't know if it even matters, Chris, because, you know, they talk about how there's going to be a one-world religion anyway, but, you know, and everybody's going to be fighting to keep their, their, you know, religion themselves, perhaps, but, you know, is he moldable? Is he, like, one of those people who could um, change sides? You know what I'm saying? Here's, here's what I wrote the other day when we did the broadcast. I'm not good about publishing the archives. I'm trying to write stuff. I'm goofing around with different stuff and formats and things. That shouldn't prevent things from being published. But what I wrote the other day was um, along these lines, you know, we we know what he says. But, you know, so my question is, who owns Vivek? Um, yes, he's a Harvard College graduate. He's Phi Beta Kappa. He's Yale Law School. But as sociologist C. Wright Mills pointed out, Harvard or Yale or Princeton is not enough. The point is not Harvard, but which Harvard so the question is, who owns Vivek? And I've talked about the debt retirement parties that even the New York Times wrote about back in the 80s that most Americans are not familiar with. And you show me where a man gets his corn pone, and I'll tell you what his opinions is. It makes me think of Mr. Smith goes to Washington. We play clips sometimes, you know, of um, that scene with what's-his-name as the uh, tenured senator – um what's his name anyway so continuing you know he appears to be as much his own man as anyone with close ties to a former sullivan and cromwell attorney and bilderberg group steering committee member can be that's peter Thiel, of course and then the question is he compromised you know so i'll finish unpacking this when we come back stick around all right after the break
Tune in Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 Central, to the Alternative Media with your host, Farron. If you've not been listening, this is some of what you've been missing. 2,000 mules, like you like you like to say occasionally, Farron, in your face. They, they, they might have a, a set of lactating mammaries available that could provide milk for their adopted children. Listen, news media, all pulling off this gigantic fraud. Rhino, neocon, cucks. There's this wonderful thing that's called Vote With Your Feet. Move to California. I am a conspiracy factualist, and everyone else is a reality theorist. Hundreds, if not thousands, of ships came out of nowhere. Give me liberty or let's give you death. Any excuse to go in and kill yourself for this, this, this fraud of a government. This goes back a hundred years. When they come for your gold, give them a lead. And when they come for your guns, give them the bullets first. And God help us all. For the first time since its inception, RBN is offering a limited opportunity to you, the listener, to join our quest. You will be provided an effective platform on both internet and satellite broadcasting and also gain the opportunity to both share your creativity with our producers and voice your message with thousands of patriots. Interested? Call 800-724-2719, extension 3, for details. I say all or nothing for Ukraine. I'm Peter Serafine with this week's Liberty Minute brought to you by Right to Bear Insurance. If you own a firearm, you need to use code Lighthouse at protectwithbear.com just in case you ever need to use your firearm. The war in Ukraine started one year and two days ago. Let's reflect a little. The U.S. wasn't going to send tanks because that would cause World War III. Now we are sending tanks, but they're not going to get there for over a year. So the U.S. federal government intends to send money and other support for at least another year. Over 113 billion U.S. dollars have already been sent to the Ukraine. That's over $900 per taxpayer. How much of that money and how many lives have been lost because of our gradual support? We should have either been all in with everything that Ukraine needs from day one, or we should have stayed out entirely. Russia is famous for winning wars of attrition. Thousands or millions more will die. Western support needs to be aimed at winning or just give up. All or nothing. Either way, it will be cheaper financially and cost far fewer lives. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until next time. See this Pashem Parabellum. Welcome back. All right. Real quick, uh, just to finish this thought, you know, is this guy compromised? The next question in my mind is, um, you know, and all the more so in the post 
maybe if we could say post Epstein world, and I think of Whitney Webb's two volume series one nation under blackmail obviously because like she says the deviancy is more of a limited hangout than anything and it's the financial stuff and the power stuff that we should be probably looking more closely at so is he suborned as john brennan might say remember time magazine said uh hey merriam webster defines this word what does this word mean and i would say in my humble opinion the evidence or lack thereof seems to indicate no uh, but but again, you know, you know that's uh, no cause or reason to let your guard down. And you know, I've talked recently. Speaking of this Western esoteric impulse and stuff, the the passages in the Bible that don't that sort of get overlooked usually about how. You know, what is the reason that Jesus says it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into heaven? It's because this, you know, it's it's a very, I would say, satanic uh, impulse that wants to exploit disparities and take advantage of people and do unscrupulous, immoral, unethical things and even sometimes criminal Um to make a fortune, you know, De Balzac's axiom behind every great fortune there is a crime. So a guy who's worth half a billion dollars at age 37, you got to wonder what motivates this guy. Because it seems like that's something that motivates this guy. But, you know, he seems like he's willing to put it on the line and put his money where his mouth is. Um, maybe literally certainly figuratively and so you know i don't know I, I would hate to see you know have to see um a an elizabeth holmes type thing happen for people to go oh well you know maybe because i mean i think the the elizabeth holmes thing is is uh the theranos thing is telling i've talked many times i think it was the forbes article where she went from four four and a half billion dollars to zero overnight and i would say that's because she wasn't towing the line basically and now all of a sudden she's been entirely vilified and whatever but you know so far to me yes it's not reason to let your guard down but it's not reason to say no either and so I'm I'm proceeding cautiously. I'm cautiously optimistic about Vivek Ramaswamy. One last thought real quick. Mm -hmm. um, we know that they're in the business of selecting our presidents for us. No, stop it. Yeah, and then getting them elected, Chris. Yeah, yeah. No. So, so what's to say that they didn't select him and they just got better at the grooming game? Sure. However, thinking, where yeah. do you go with a... You know, where do you, where does that, how does that fit in with a guy who has been openly outspoken against Henry Kissinger's experiment or the Davos set or the ESG well, stuff who started? People are waking up, Chris, and they have to get. Yeah, but where do you wise. go is my question. Where do you go with that? How do you reconcile that? How do you merge the opposites then? Because that's going in a, to me, that sounds like it's breaking out of the dialectic. Well, it is, but they've done it before with, like I said, with Trump, with a big I lying media. I disagree. They didn't I do disagree. that with Trump. We didn't no. talk about the lying media. 
Okay. Magavax. He, he's a provocateur. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about waking people up. That's what I'm talking about. No, this Out is different. That's... That was the beginning. And now he's doing it further. But he can't, he can't go back. He has to do something better. He has to say something better than what Trump said. But what for people to go? What huh? Vivek is saying is not the. It doesn't. It doesn't fold into the one worlder. Um, you know, kind of establishment you think the one, narrative. You think it, the one worlders wanted Trump to go out there and call all the media liars. No, he was. He was. Um, I don't know. Maybe he was selected too, but. No, I think you know, any press is good press in that case. Well, okay, for whatever reason, but he can't. This guy cannot say anything. He can't no go one, back to. No one that like, I'm aware of has tape of Vivek Ramaswamy saying very, uh, you know, not even questionable things that you shouldn't say. To impress well, Jeb Bush, and then suddenly being transformed by that media that he supposedly called out into this darling and this angel. The media helped with Trump's image, so we have to we have to ask ourselves about that. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back after the short break. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. In times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed, but you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. With the Vermont Bun Baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home all at the same time. One of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever, the Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. A beautiful addition to your home, the Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the wood stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling 1-866-SOAPSTONE. Don't ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. 
Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line, engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up, churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank, fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns, their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down, the fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up, and long ago somebody left with the cup. But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for whom he still He's going for speed She's all alone All alone in a time of need Because he's racing and racing And plotting the course He's fighting and fighting And riding on his horse He's going the distance Welcome back I'm just going to say summarily, I, I think Vivek is different. I don't find him to be a Yang Gang sort of guy. I'm not hearing him talking about UBIs. I don't see him being a fan of the World Economic Forum or cultural Marxist impulse or, uh, you know, the, the self-deprecating suicidal um, critical theory nonsense, which is also part of the, the ancient Hellenistic impulse, by the way. He seems different. He just wants us to get back to being Americans and to get ahead by merit. What is wrong with that? And so as far as the Hindu aspect is concerned, I think the thing that I'll say that really should be convicting for all of us, the rest of us who are not Hindu and you know presumed to be Christian or whatever, where is the Christian candidate who is saying these things, who wants to abandon Henry Kissinger's experiment get rid of the FBI and nine other federal agencies, um, abandon the World Economic Forum stuff, the, the climate, religion. Where is that person who, who wants to put their money where their mouth is? I don't, I don't see don't that. They don't have any money, Chris. Yeah, exactly. They don't have a tech firm or a hedge fund or whatever he's got. Right. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking while we were on break, it'd be nice if we could get someone in the agriculture, somebody that gets their hands dirty as a president, mm-hmm. somebody that knows how this works. Absolutely, and, but they're out but they earning an honest living and trying to survive with all of the shenanigans there. They can't afford to run for president. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Somebody who's actually worked the land, 
knows what it's sure. like to be a hard worker that doesn't yeah. just uh, talk, you know, and somebody who can say, look, I, you know, grew up in the, you know, farm country and, you know, I have this and that and, you know, I mean, somebody who's technically, you know, poor uh, with the dollars, but, uh, you know, land rich or something, you know, somebody who's worked the land mm-hmm. knows how how to survive without uh, handouts and stuff. But, you know, those people don't, those people don't have the money to run. So yeah, getting back to, you know, the basics mm-hmm. instead of putting your, your um, hope in someone that, you know, comes from a foreign country, which is fine because he was, I mean, he doesn't come from a foreign country. His parents do, and that's fine, but... Um, that somebody that has a long history, there's them and their family in this country that's worked hard. I mean, that's well, interesting. Ideal. He's not, he's not, I, I don't see how he's establishment class, like you're saying. I mean, if we just go on the constitutional um, requirements, he's barely eligible. He's one generation, he's 37, he's barely, he's barely eligible. And he's not establishment, you know. Uh, he's not. I don't know. Hey, maybe he'll treat us to a little um, outing if he gets in there, and he'll he'll um, he'll uh, get a shovel and dig some dirt. Maybe that that would get some votes. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I'm just saying the guy's really polished. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a. There's a bit of Barack in there when he speaks. That that NLP yep. sort of cadence, no doubt. So we don't we we can't forget, you know, that aspect of what made America great was the people who worked it hard. You know. Yeah, this reminds me of Andrew Jackson's farewell address. Absolutely. So, you know, we don't want to be hoodwinked again, and I think, you know, he does. I think he does have all good intentions, but. You know, um, because they're so good at the grooming game, we don't know if he was selected and groomed. Sure. Just better, better selected and better groomed mm-hmm. than Barack Obama. Just saying. Yeah. Something to think about. All right, Chris, thank you for giving me so much time. I didn't mean for it to go on that long. But I think Absolutely. Uh, it was an interesting conversation nonetheless. You're welcome, and right. thanks for offering. Thanks yep. for All right, have a good day. being able. Thank you, Rhonda. You okay. too. All right. Bye. Bye. Uh, you know, again, I'm just going to say, I mean, I don't see it. I, you know, with Barack, again, controversial figure, we, we still don't know, you know, the guy who's, you know, called out the media also talked about Barack's birth certificate and the media helped lift this guy to be able to run for president. I don't see a groundswell of media coverage for Vivek yet. There is the CFR piece um cfr dot org blog by james Lindsay. meet vivek ramaswamy republican presidential candidate so there are things that make me go hmm we'll see where this goes but it's not it's not a thing yet in my opinion so we'll see but you know again how do you end up being pals with peter thiel when you're not even a Stanford guy, you're a Harvard and Yale guy. And, um, you know, so 
I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid, but I don't want to, you know, miss an opportunity either for things to come back. I just don't see how it folds into the controversial merging of opposites or the unity of opposites. Speaking of Hinduism, that's actually something that maybe we should come back to. Anyway, back to the phones. James in Vancouver, thanks for holding patiently. Welcome. Well, good morning. Good morning, sir. And I'm looking at I'm looking at a Montana sky here. It's nice and clear. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just want to say I'm really sorry uh, that John in Tennessee passed away. He was uh, had to be one of the best callers um, yeah. into RBN. And I, I even had the idea that someday I, I'd like to go to Tennessee and meet that man. Yeah. Because um, he had a lot of... Um, a lot of wisdom, a lot of, he was able to observe, I mean, he had a wealth of knowledge, and uh, <laughs> he would uh, And speaking to, uh, of the kind of person yeah. that Rhonda's talking about, the, dare we say, blue-collar person, you know, who puts their hands in the earth and earns an honest dollar, I, I never met the man personally, but I dare say that that was, you know, that describes John in Tennessee, so. Yeah, yeah, and um, a lot of knowledge based on years of experience, you see. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> now, uh, this uh, gentleman uh, who's running for president, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, I just want to tell you that I looked up his, uh, that uh, Council on Foreign Relations uh, says, meet Vivek Ramaswamy. Well, the page has been scrubbed. It says really? the page you've requested does not exist. They scrubbed it on my... Uh, my, uh, I think it. I think it got or... changed. I think somebody did something okay. goofy. I think they use. Uh, they used to use Drupal, and I think they still yeah. do. And I think you can, um, if you if you add a dash zero, maybe yeah. on the the end of. So the the URL is cfr.org/blog/meet Vivek Ramaswamy, Republican presidential candidate, right. all hyphenated. And right. if you add a dash zero to the end of that, okay. I think what Alrighty. they did was they republished the article, and it and it um, because it's Drupal, it created a new alias for the for the okay. node. Yeah. Well, I I think uh, he is an American, and um, he does have the right to run for president. And after yeah. all, that's the American yeah. dream, isn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you have to be—you have to be asleep to believe in it. Carlin said so. Well, yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> absolutely, and and he's he's picked he's picked the best agency to catfight with, and that's the FBI. See, yeah, so, uh, I'm sure their rank and file <laughs> are, uh, you know, they're just at the edge of their seats watching this guy stand up. I think it's going to be you know, interesting to see. Other, like, you know, what are we going to do with this one, right? But um, well, you have uh, articles like justthenews.com. dot com. Uh-huh. This article: GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy wants to fire, and then they have him sort of quoted single quotes: at least yeah. half the federal workforce. Or yeah, um, well, yeah, GOP. This is New York Post. Right. You, uh, GOP hopeful Vivek Ramaswamy rips Trump. Yeah. which I think is a stretch, vows to banish FBI and 10 federal agencies. Right. Stuff well, like that will see, just yeah. cause people to recoil in horror. They don't understand. Yeah. 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 Well, 
you know, the government bureaucracy uh, in good old D.C. needs to be trimmed down, uh, you know, no matter how you look at it. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, you know well, um, the other thing I was going to get at here was, um, uh, yeah, John in Tennessee. You see, probably John in Tennessee uh, and I didn't have the same uh, religious views, you see. But yeah. I know because of his experience, we could connect. Now, you take mm-hmm. uh, uh, people have been talking, is he Hindu, is he this, is he that, you see. It's the cultural background itself that determines a lot about how somebody is going to behave. And the cultural background is a thought process. Uh, Of course, I lived for 30-plus years in China and Taiwan, so there's a certain thought process. I have have tried to do business with people from India, and uh, so it isn't, you know... Everybody's maybe uh, they're going to worship their god and what have you, but um, the um, the culture you see is um, is uh, what makes it tick. And so what I'm saying about John and I, we could get along because the culture you see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my background, my American background, and their attitude is what I grew up with. Right. So, and they were Episcopalians, right? And, of course, my father's side was Roman Catholic, and there was a hell of a schism. Um, this this sort of reminds Roman me Catholic. of what Jefferson wrote um, about the subject of immigration. And, um, you know, too rapid immigration, but, but the it's, – it's, you know, it's valid. So he said uh, this was concerning – uh, being overwhelmed by immigrants, but you know the the yeah. underlying sentiment I think applies to your point. So Jefferson um, wrote, "They will bring with them," and this is not to this is not to demonize everyone. Again, this concerns you know overwhelming immigration. Let's be smart about this. But you know he said they will bring with them uh, the principles of the governments they leave imbibed in their early youth, or if able to throw them off, it will be in exchange for an unbounded licentiousness passing as is usual from one extreme to another. It will be, it would be a miracle were they to stop precisely at the point of temperate Liberty. These principles with their language, they will transmit to their children in proportion to their number. They will share with, with us the legislation they will infuse it into it, their spirit, warp and bias its direction, and render it a heterogeneous, incoherent, distracted mass. If right. they come of themselves, they are entitled to all the rights of citizenship, but I doubt the expediency of inviting them by extraordinary encouragements. Anyway, uh, you know, I think that sort of speaks to the point that you're making. And, yeah. um, you know, it seems like. like my, yeah. I don't know his parents, but it seems like he's been encouraged to become American and to assimilate himself here. I mean, to a to a great extent, Harvard college graduate, Yale law school graduate. That's the that's the American dream, like you said. Right. Right. Now, my father was first generation. Uh, His parents, of course, came from Austria, Hungary. Mm -hmm. And so my father was was a, a driven by achievement. He was. He tried to be an overachiever because uh, 
his attitude toward his parents. Um, they, they couldn't really speak English. My grandfather could speak some English. My grandmother never did learn to speak English, you see. So this um, pressure of the kids, uh, children that he grew up with, uh, him being someone who spoke Hungarian before he spoke English, you see, there's these pressures uh, that uh, people, uh, uh, you know, have when they grow up, you see. And this is going to be part of a person's personality for for the rest of their lives, you see, and the traumas associated with that. And I'm not saying this guy has traumas, but um, but the, the people from another a country, they bring things with them that... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Absolutely. That, um, yeah, and so that's uh, something I think uh, people subconsciously wonder is, mm-hmm. is uh, you know, what's he going to do, right? And this is what the, uh, what's happening because, you know, they're from a... You know, a different world, but, uh, you know, um, anyway, will you be, <clears throat> did you say you were going to interview this, this, uh, or he was going to be on some program? I missed Aman Javi will be on this broadcast on oh. Friday. That's the, okay. that's the plan. Okay. Well, anyway, um, I think, uh, of course, if he's going to be a real politician, uh, he could always get himself baptized Christian in public <laughs> with the multi-stream media. <laughs> that, sure. that the good old LBJ would would be good for that. He's coming down to my ranch. We're going to have a barbecue, and then we're going to have a baptism. Well, baptism first, then a barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. I'll let you go. Maybe they can maybe they can uh, yeah. do that at Bohemian Grove or something. Anyway, so uh, here's a yeah, I'm. Yeah, being facetious that's a terrible joke so to your to your uh point about the um james Lindsay blog post cfr blog post meet vivek Ram- ramaswamy republican presidential candidate it is yeah. drupal that they still use and so because of that they use um the path alias module and so you can go to the node what i will call the canonical address but google disagrees with me anyway um, if you go to cfr.org slash node slash 245527, 245527, that's the node number. Oh, yeah. we're going to do a break. Can we skip the break, please? Ah, thank you. Thank you very much. So cfr.org slash node slash 245527, that will redirect to the blog post. James Lindsay's Meet Vivek Ramaswamy, Republican presidential candidate. And I suspect what I if said I were, is... If, yeah. Pardon? If I were to give you an email, could you send it back to me, that uh, website that you... Uh, sure. I'm Do you want right to give it to I'll Julie? Just, and... I'll, I'll, I'll send an email and just return it okay. if that's possible. Yeah, absolutely. All righty. Will do. Okay. Well, Thank you, James. I'll let you go and, uh, yeah, good talking. You too. Much appreciated, as always. Back to the phones in the interest of time. Lynn in Maryland, thanks for calling. Welcome. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much. I will hurry. Um, First off, thank you for your prayers. Yeah, and I'm um, not trying to rush anybody. No, no, it's near the end of the show, so um, I want to rush. Um, But thank you for your prayers. You're welcome. I'm so grateful, and, and I'm um, sure my sympathy too. and heart goes out to Rhonda 
um, on the anniversary of her mom's death and, and to Tom's loss as well. Um, and I, I mean that. I'll keep them in my prayers and, and John's family, too. They're probably still hurting a lot. Um, one of the things, you know, we have no religious tests for office. But there is a qualifier, and it's in the footnotes in the Constitution that you can pull up on um, Library of Congress, and it has to do with um, the parents. Um, and I'm not sure if the Savet guy, if both of his parents were citizens at the time that that he was born, but if not, that disqualifies him. And if only one, that they'd have to be in the country, which is what disqualifies um, Ted Cruz because he was born in Canada and his father wasn't a citizen. And, right. and um, Marco Rubio isn't qualified in any way. Okay, but um, when it comes to India, actually there was an article about three weeks ago in the Post, and it was on the, the front page above the fold about all the Christians that are being severely persecuted in, in India um, who have converted to Christianity. But I have to say, Monday... I had to hang up. <laughs> I couldn't take it. And then, and and then what? But what I kept thinking, and was even then, I was grateful for Lord crawling in, and I'm sorry for the tension. But you know what came to mind to me? I'm like, this is a perfect example of dialectic. He is the solution. You know, it's the dialectic because mm-hmm. it sounds. You're, you're talking about he being the Vakramaswamy. The solution, right? But the the thing is, um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, the thing is that, oh no, I lost it. It, it. It's just, oh, I know what it was. I know because it really. There's something that I've seen now for so many elections that isn't funny about what happens to people between the time they're voted in in November and they take office in January. It's like, what happens? Something happens. You know, I know blackmail. I don't know. It seems worse than that at this point. But you know what really bothered me was I don't need another savior. I have a savior. Right. And the office of the president is about administration, not dictating decrees. We don't have a king. And it's like this has gotten so far off the rails that people think they become president and here come the executive orders and I decree it. And it's like that's not the way any of this is supposed to work. Well, the parallel, I would say, between Trump and Ramaswamy to that extent would be perhaps when, you know, Trump was saying on the campaign trail, if we're going to do anything by executive order, if we're going to do any, um, what do you call it? Um, oh, I can't think of it now. We're going to repeal two for everyone. Yeah. Not executive but the, order. You know, but, wait, we can raise the bar a little higher than Donald Trump here. And we, oh, no, you know, I'm not, we already I'm not saying... did the Biden, anybody but Trump. We did that. Right now, it's so time so that we, so here's the, the thing with Vivek, actually, and it's good have to you, pay have attention you, to everybody. Have you looked into Vivek yet at all? I mean, has has everyone listened to what he said? I think has um, has everyone listened to what he said at the? I did listen. He sounds at really the uh, good. CPAC. 
He sounds really, really good. The thing to listen to at CPAC is that part of Donald Trump's speech that is right out of a fascist playbook. That was right. scary. Right, but we're talking about Vivek. And so but, my question Vivek, is, yes, what, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Lynn. Hold on. Let's not talk over each other, especially at the end of the broadcast. So my question is, and I agree with you, the president, the office of the president is not to do things, you know, by um, by writ. We're We're supposed to be you know, a democratic republic, constitutional republic, and it's supposed to be um, three duly constituted branches. Separation of powers is a central tenet of the American, the great American experiment, and that has been usurped by the administrative fourth branch. We all know that here. But when I listen to Vivek, I hear him unplugging all of that. And people who don't understand why you would want to do that are terrified or will be terrified by the press that will whip them up into a frenzy because they don't understand the nuance, which gets to my point that Hayek makes in Chapter 10, why the worst get on top. I didn't get back to that today, but I think I will tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. I'll try to stand back a little bit, please, and just no worries. look at it. You know, that your secret Dakota ring, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, yeah. let it work. Absolutely. Listen, because when you listen to him, he does sound too good to be true. Absolutely. There's there's a polish there. There. I mean, I I feel like I'm listening to Barack Obama at the CPAC. Absolutely. I agree. I'm not I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm hopeful. Thank you. Thank you very much. And You're thank welcome. you to everybody. And, and I appreciated the conversation with you and Lark yesterday. Yeah, me too. You know, thank this you. This is tough stuff, you know? It's tough stuff. Thank you, Lynn. We have to much be discerning and we, you know, make decisions yeah. wisely. Thank Absolutely. you very much. I completely agree. Don't want to drink the Kool Aid. Don't want to do anything like that. I agree. We should be, con- we should. Exercise caution and concern, but I'm going to say I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm hopeful. I want to be. We are far gone. Far gone. And it was always America's secret destiny if you listen to the Manly P. Hall types. But we all play a role in that. We all participate. And so maybe we should withdraw our participation in that. And how does that look? And how does that work? That'll do it for today's broadcast. As always, it truly is an honor and a pleasure. Take care. God bless. We'll catch you on the other side. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop-and-lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop-and-lift? Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure! And the Ease-Off installs fast, the effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too.
Ezoff LLC, 417-932-6419. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.